the DC experiment. Hey everybody, welcome back to the DC experiment. He over there is Caleb because he never says who he is. <laughs> hey, I, it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while since we've. And I'm Dennis, by the way. Uh, since we've done forgot. it, because we pre-recorded the Rodney Norman interview. We did. We did a Rodney Norman episode. Came out. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I I, I have too. That was one of my. I did. I, I enjoyed recording it. With yes, you. I did too. To Rodney, I did too. It was fantastic. I, I, exactly. Exactly. And I. He was one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, yeah. He was just engaging. So it was great. down to earth. Because we don't know what we're doing. No. And so when you interview somebody, and we're not professional interviewers, <laughs> and they help carry you, yeah. which I so appreciate he that. Totally he totally did. did. It yeah. was great. Yeah, it was great. Yep. So thanks, Rodney. We appreciate you. So I'm getting comfortable. Yep. Settling back into the dungeon. Okay, because here's what happened is we... Our one of our last episodes was the goal setting episodes because we have a list. One of the last actual episodes, yeah, <laughs> other than the uh, Rodney Norman, right? Exactly, right? Yeah, is a list of ten goals that you should make for yourself yeah. to accomplish in ten years. And it's been a few months, and it's, since we've recorded, it's been that. like a month and a half or two it's months. Been, it was February, my friend. Wow, it goes by so Dude, fast. Dude, it's going fast. Wow, there you go. I love there it. it. Is. And so um, we took a break. Yep. And there are many details, and, and there's many uh, circumstances dealing with that break. Yep, and we'll get into those another time. Exactly. We'll get into those, and we're going to put a pin in it. Yep, we'll put a pin in it, my friend. Yes, we'll. Although, you know, I think with our topic today, some of that might come up a little bit. I have a feeling that some of it's going to come up. But we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit more. Uh, we, you know, we do want to let you guys know like what was going on, what what ha- what was happening in our lives and things cuz we like to share with our DCXP family. But um Well, and there's some good stuff that would be valuable for other listeners oh, for yeah. the other 25 people that listen to this. <laughs> there's there'll be some stuff that will be encouraging and yeah, and will so. be uh revealing too. Yeah, maybe. But it's it's still too fresh to talk yeah, about it right now. It is right now. Or at least for some of it. Others of it, like I said, we might get into because as we begin talking about the th- number three and number four goals that you should try to accomplish in 10 years. Now, please understand, when this says that you should accomplish in 10 years, we're not putting extra stress and pressure on you and saying, you know, that if you do these things, if you don't do these things, then you're some kind of failure because you're not. You're, you're, you're worth it. Yeah. And, and that you're worth it enough for us to talk about these things, I guess. And, and to also say this, if you don't have your stuff together in 10 years, you're still worth it. And we still love you. And you can still work on it because we're going to be working on it too. Yeah. And, and as we go through these 10, as we go through these 10 goals, I am not hitting all 10 of oh those my gosh, goals. Yeah. I can tell Ple- you that right now. Please understand. Yeah. We are yeah. not speaking from Sinai saying that we have all these things together. We got this from the internet, from some article. Was it that? Yeah. I remember I like I read through it and I liked it. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to share it. All pro dad. That was their website. Allprodad.com is where this actually came from. So if anybody's going to guilt you, it's going to be all pro dad, not the DCXP. So that's right. I will tell you what goals I am working on yeah. or working towards. Yeah. Um, but it's not all of these. But I, I, like I said, I found this, I read it, and I wanted to share it with you, and yeah. Dennis, and I wanted to share it with the rest of the DCXP family. Absolutely. Because I know we do have a lot of uh, 
um, our demographic is right where we're at. It's like that 35 to 45 age group. Yeah. And it's a lot of men that uh, I know that we all have issues yeah, man, and struggle. struggles. Insecurities and, and fears and stuff that and, we think we're failing. You know, physical. Yeah. Mental, <laughs> spiritual, yep. you know, those three things that we deal with all the time. Yep. And so, so as we go through a list, right, just a quick review, because if, if, if I know episode-wise, if people listening on the internet, right, you could just go back a couple episodes and listen, it's right there. Or maybe if you're binging us, right, you just heard it two episodes or three episodes ago. So yeah. number one was just quickly marriage and family harmony, right? We want to try to strive for that having that harmony at home, right? Taking care of our home first because we believe that that is important. And yeah, I think you and I agree with that, that taking care of our house is the first and most important goal that we should try to set. That's what I try to live by. I really do. Like like for the, you know this, and for people listening, I really, honest to goodness in my life, try to always take care of my family first. Like try to always take care of them. And you know, you and I, we both, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, I, I fail at it. Because I don't always do that, but it is in my heart to do that. It is my intention to do that, and sometimes it doesn't work itself out the way it's supposed to, really. But um, it definitely is important that we try to strive for uh, harmony in Isn't our that marriage and the our family. Exact same line that like an abusive spouse would say. What? Like, I'm sorry, I hit you. I have good intentions. I don't mean to hit you. Wow. I love you, but uh, please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to take that. Yeah, friend. and then and then they keep like, beating you. Like there's whatever. a part of me that wants to reach over there and punch you right now, <laughs> but I won't because I love you. you. I love you too. <laughs> uh, you know, just saying. You okay. gotta. Moving you know, on. we all have good intentions, right? Oh well, yeah, we. But do. it's pushing through our emotions to do what's right. It is. It is. Whether you feel like it or not, because and you're the one who's told me. That's my the hardest friend, part, though. That love is a choice. It is, but that is the hardest part. You can't just like decide. You know, if you've got problems that are beyond just decisions, like maybe chemical imbalances and stuff, you, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to make better decisions, and poof, all of a sudden you're better. Yeah. It doesn't no, work like no, that. No, great point, valid point, is that if it's a chemical imbalance, but for those... If you're just a douchebag? Yeah. Yeah. Quit it. It is a choice. <laughs> it is a choice, right? A At lot, a certain point, much of it we is. tell our children, hey, you have a choice how yeah. you're going to respond to this situation. Yeah. Much of it is a choice. Not all of it, but much of it is. I will absolutely agree with that. I tell you what, though, the thing that I'm learning is as you become an adult, it doesn't get easier. No, no, gosh, no. It just gets harder. I'll be honest. Yeah, it gets and harder. And more complicated. I think I was just talking to somebody about that this past week in my office. Um, yeah, because it's, it's high school graduation season, and there was a graduation party that happened at the studio. And and as part of the advice was, man, I was like, relish this time in your life right now because mm-hmm. it just gets harder and more difficult. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to be a killjoy, right? But it just does. Yeah, it gets. It, yeah, it's it gets harder. Yeah. And then the decisions you make, you kind of have to live with those for a lot longer. That you do the rest of your life, <laughs> right? So number one was marriage and family harmony. Number two, yes. Let's go back. What are what are the two main goals that we're proper to? mindset and balance was number two, right? Trying to keep the right frame of mind and balance. Right, balance in our personal life, balance in our careers. Right? Those are important that we try to maintain, and those were the first two that we talked about two or three episodes ago. Okay, so number three in the article and again. I can't remember. Was there any? All there dads. wasn't any, any prioritizing, right? Like it's no, any I, one I think, of these. I think they tried to just say, "Hey, here's some ten goals." I don't know that they had any. Like it has to be like one, two, three, four in priority. But you know, marriage and family harmony for you and me. 
pretty big priority. That's got to be, yeah, it's got to be near the top or at the top of that list. Maybe spiritual would be probably even maybe the top. Right. Make sure I'm in the right place with God first and then my wife, right? Um, oh, that's true. You know, and that's proper mindset and balance. Again, am I, am I being a jerk or am I being self-defeating, right? What's going on in my head? And if I need therapy, then I go find it, right? That's important to do. So, Man, three. that's a great point you're making. We're right, right there, there, the therapy? The self-defeating. Oh, yeah. Like, How many? Like, I know, like, a weird example mm-hmm. would be, like, you remember Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, just watched the, it, actually, about a month ago. There's a scene where they're trying to sleep, and it's at night, and mm-hmm. and uh, who's Corey? Who, or what, what's the actor? The medic. Who's the medic in the team? Oh, gosh. You want names. Forget it. Okay. The medic okay. in the, yeah, in the yeah. team is telling one of them, he's like, they're talking about their back home. Like, okay. back home. Right, and do you right. remember the scene where he was like, my mom would go to work and she'd come home late and I just couldn't wait to see her. But for some reason, I would be laying in bed wide awake and she would peek her head into my room to check on me. And I was totally awake, but I would keep my back tor- pretend, turned. Pretend to sleep. And be pretend, pre- pretending to sleep. Yeah. When all I wanted to do was hug her. Right. But he's like, I didn't I didn't get up and do that. He's like, I don't know why. Huh. You know? And it's that self-sabotaging yeah. that we don't do what we know is right or we don't do what we want to do. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess figuring it out. And do you remember that scene, though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. that's a powerful scene it to is. me. That was a real powerful... Because I've done that, like, as a mm. child and as an adult, like... Instead of being true to your feelings or true to um, what is happening in a situation, you mask it or you deny yourself yeah. or you deny that other person. Sure. And and sometimes that turns into self-sabotaging. Yeah. Oh, it Be- can. Because you don't want to give that other person the um, the knowing mm-hmm. in their mind that they... <laughs> the satisfaction. Yeah, the satisfaction <laughs> that, that they have such a strong hold over you. Oh, because no, you don't want to be vulnerable like that. Right, exactly. So anyway. you, like get up out of bed and hug your wife and be like, dude, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I missed you. Instead of showing that affection or that sign of being true to what you're feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? You you hold back well, or you and, reserve and and then just to prove to well, them that they're not as important. The thing is, there's lots it's of reasons. Dumb. It's just psychological bullcrap. There's lots of reasons why people do what they do, and and I think it's important that if if you or I or any listeners, if you guys are finding that you're not sure why you do things that you do, go see somebody and talk to somebody about yeah. it, like like a certified professional counselor type person. How do you find the who good can, certified? You know, I'll be honest, I haven't found one yet. I, I'm on it, you know, to you, me, and the listeners, I'm looking right now because I, in this situation right now, I, there's some stuff that I need to talk to somebody about that, that I love talking to you, my friend, right? But to actually talk to a professional who, who know, like, can tell me, what's going on in my head. Like you have really great advice and you tell me great things, yeah. but to go, okay, all right. And then they listen to what I've got no, to say. Someone and who's they, been trained in the psychological yeah. reasons why and, and, and identifies, you know, oh, that's coming from a point and, of anger or whatever. And then can help me work on it. And potentially, I don't know, I don't know if it'll happen, but potentially find some healing and potentially find some, um, some relief from all that junk and garbage that I've got built up in my past that I'm not sure why it's there. I'm not sure where it comes from, but yeah. So, you know, I'm looking and I think, I think uh, I'll be honest. 
I think everybody should probably have some kind of a therapist because there's a lot of junk and stuff in people's lives. It's so really hard is. to find a good therapist, though. I did yeah. go to therapy for a while. Did you? Um, a couple years ago, okay, a few years back, uh, one of my managers at the company I worked for before I moved to this company okay. said, dude, you should probably go get some therapy, not because I was like acting crazy, just because it was, he's like, you need to just... He's like, talk to somebody about how you're feeling, whatever. Mm, okay. So I did. I, you know, the company paid for it. So I went to right. therapy, but you only get like six sessions or whatever. Right. right. Well, but I found out that she helped me identify things, but didn't help me um, how to deal with the things. Yeah. And well, that wasn't and so, helpful. It was like, oh, let's identify it. Here's why you're angry. Here's why you're dealing with this issue. Right. And then left it like that. And I'm like, well, what do I do with that? Yeah. That, well, I think that's, uh, well, I just helped you identify it. That's, I don't, that's you the know. hard part. And I think there's a difference between, and I don't know. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not speaking uh, you know, authoritatively on the subject, but I, here's from what I've, what I've learned in my searches uh, is there's a difference between counseling and therapy, right? Counseling, mm. counseling is when someone is talking to you, you're talking to someone and they're telling you, okay, this is what's going on. And they're like helping you again, like you said, identify the problem, Right. And, and that's, that's counseling, right? You're talking about your problems. You're talking about your issues and they counsel oh, you. Oh, that could be, that on, could be what on I was, I was how just to, going to counseling, not how therapy. How to cope, right? How to cope with your current situation, how to cope with your current stress, how to cope with the drama, how to cope with all the stuff that you're dealing with and how to live with it essentially, right? How to cope with it in your life and move forward. Therapy on the other hand, and again, I, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but this is what I've, this is my understanding. Therapy is when they're actually going back and figuring out why, why you think that way, why you believe that, why those things are going on in your head and then help you to resolve that earlier, whether it be trauma or other things that might've happened in your life, how to then base not, not fix it because it's, maybe it's not something that can be fixed, but at least if you can recognize that the source of it, this is where it's coming from. And then we can try to have some healing to, to move forward uh, beyond it anyway. And, and so again, I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're but on there's something counseling there. and there's therapy yeah. and they're different. If you just got to talk to somebody, yeah, go see a counselor. Um, I, and I don't know, maybe the words are interchangeable. Maybe I'm misunderstanding them and, or mis sense. misconstruing them. It sense. seems to make sense know. to me. Yeah. But a therapist is someone who I feel can help you find healing. Um, and so that's, and moving forward in healing. But uh, yeah, anyway, that was 15 minutes of review, kind of where we've been. Yeah, the therapy or the right? counseling I had did re take me back, you know, th like she had me do this weird meditation type thing yeah. where I closed my eyes and it was like this picture, like what's the first thing that comes into your mind? What mm -hmm. picture? And it, 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 she ended up taking me back because I have a tendency to be a people pleaser. Yeah. Like I want to please people and I want people to like me. Right. And she took me back to one of my first moments as a child where no matter what I did, I couldn't please this one kid. Mm, yeah. And his name was Lance, and we would fight all the time for no reason. And, and then we talked about, like, the first fight we had where he kicked me in the back with cowboy boots as mm. a little kid on the playground. Okay. And how that triggered, like, this unresolved anger and out-of-controlness feeling. Yeah. Um, which spurred me to try to please people even more. 
Yeah. Because I couldn't please him. So, you know, it made me want to try and please and get everybody to like me and mm. do all the things so that I'd be loved and liked by the people. Hmm. That's interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, so go, I mean, going back into but your... But it kind of left it at that level. And I was yeah. like, well, what do I do with that? Well, you only had six sessions, you said. I mean, that's not a lot of time. I mean, it's, I, I think, I mean, like long-term like therapy where you're going to try to find so resolution. dude. Well, it is, but... It's but probably worth it, though. If you can resolve some of the junk that we have between our ears, right, I, I think it could be worth it. So, anyway, those are things that... Uh, the junk between our ears and between our nipples. You know, our heart. <laughs> okay, yeah. You had me there for a second. I was like, uh... uh chest hair? Yeah. Yeah, chest hair. That's good. <laughs> But anyways, so let's go. What two goals are we gonna yeah. try so, to set forth? So the third one on the list and the fourth one on the list. Again, no particular order. Right. But the third one on the list is, is commitment to improved physical health. And and that's a great goal to set for yourself. Ten years is a long time to reach out for a goal for physical health, right? I mean, you could go, man, f- ten years, I'm gonna be fifty five years old. Right, I will be a is, happy man. Is it even possible to be in better physical condition at forty-five and then at fifty-five? I have no idea. I I know people who are in really good shape at fifty-five, but I don't know what shape they're in at forty-five. So it's hard to say. I I would guess. I have a funny story that if you make a commitment to your health and you work on it all the time, yeah, you could probably be in better shape older than you are younger. Um, I know there are things that I could do five years ago that I could not do 10 years ago because I made a commitment to my health about, I don't know, seven years ago. But you're, you've been so committed. I'll get back to my funny story. Okay. I have a good funny story. But you've been very committed. Like you're, You've been working out for years. Yeah. You know, I worked years out a and lot years and years and years. as a teen and as an early 20s. Um, I, I worked out because I played football, so I was in the weight room a lot. I didn't do a lot of cardio, but I worked my butt off in the weight room, and I got to a level of strength that I was really happy with. Um, probably, probably added to my sense of bloated headness that I sometimes Superman. have. Well, the Superman just kind of the you know a little ego. Anyway, um, and then I didn't touch a weight for probably 10 years. I might have hopped into the gym once or twice over the course of the next 10 years. From about 25 to 35, I didn't do much of anything in the weight room. Now, at the martial arts school, you know, I'm doing push-ups, you know, because I'm teaching classes and I'm leading classes. And so I'm doing and being physical and just kind of maintaining, at least what I felt like I was maintaining, some semblance of physicality in, in from my martial arts training. But I was teaching more than I was doing. And so there's still a bit of a difference there. But then I got back into working out again in my late 30s. And actually, I found that, huh, I didn't lose very much. I was right near close to some of the lifts that I was lifting when I was actually working out constantly. So I was really happy with that, but my cardio sucked and my muscular endurance sucked. And so those are things that in my current fitness regimen, I've tried to work on and not so much focus on the strength stuff, but you know, just muscular endurance and and those kinds of things and improve my, you know, running capacity, things like that. But uh, again, it it is a commitment. It's something that you have to commit to. And this last uh, year and a half for me and, 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 to be quite honest with you, my friend, and with the listeners, part of the, you know, we were off for the last few weeks. I, I, I have been struggling with a bit of depression. And um, 
some of which has to do with physical stuff, um, with, with health stuff. I'm not happy with my self, I guess, physically. Um, I haven't been consistently working out. I haven't been doing the things that I need to be doing with my diet. And those are choices. Those are choices that I've made and, and I could have made better choices. And so, you know, part of it's my own fault, but there is also, um, I'm getting older. And so just not being super happy with that whole process either. Right. I mean, you know, because, um, as, as we age, our bodies break down and that's a natural thing. And you can't, you can't just stop it. You can't like, Oh, I'm never going to get older. You just, you have to kind of, you know, you got to get over that. Honestly, get used to that fact that we're going to die. We're, we're, and I'm not afraid of that, but like, as we get to that point, aging our body, process. our body is going to break down yeah. and, and our joints are going to break down and our, and our, our ability to lose weight, our ability, our metabolism is going to go all mm-hmm. crazy and all kinds of things are going to happen to our body. And I haven't dealt with that very well inside. And so that, that's, uh, contributed to some of the, uh, d- depressive, I guess, uh, thoughts and tendencies that I have been struggling with over the last probably year and a half. Um, and it kind of kind of came to a head a couple months ago. Anyway, that all being said. Yeah, it makes you deal with your mortality, and it makes you deal with, I'm not this young person anymore. Right. I still feel that way in my spirit. Yeah. So, so the other part to it is, for me, working out was, was a, a form of therapy. I actually went, I had a workout buddy, and my workout buddy and I, we would meet at the gym, and we would work out at least three to four to sometimes five days a week, Monday through Friday at noon o'clock. That was our time. It was almost like a staff meeting. We'd work out, we'd lift, and we'd just talk about work or talk talk about our life, talk about things. My workout buddy moved away. He went back home to take care of his family, right? To stay with number one, marriage and family harmony, right? I mean, and that was good on him. I'm glad he did that. But my end of it was, oh man, I lost my workout buddy. My motivation to go didn't work out. And so over the last year and a half, I'm not blaming him by any means, but I have been less consistent at going to the gym. And when I don't go to the gym, I'm not happy. When I get to go to the gym and work out, release that energy and release that, you know, all the pent up stuff that we get inside of us that you get a chance to kind of do when you're working out hard. Um, it's stuck inside of me. And, uh, and that's part of this process was figuring that out too that i have to be more consistent co- improve trying to work on my physical health so that my mental health is where it needs to be the other thing that happened is stupid covid and i hate to say that but um because i but i saw so many people my friends and other people that i saw who also because of the whole quarantine and lockdown from last year and everything um who just let their physical health decline and then again, there, it's depression and all these things oh, that yeah. are happening, right? All kinds of bad stuff happened over the last year because of COVID, mental health wise. Oh, and, they're talking about like the eating habits went downhill, yeah, yep. like just nationwide work just, ethic. I saw yeah. a report on uh, on the news where they're saying work ethic. Way People down. just don't want to go back to work now. No, they don't. They're, I, they're used to sitting yeah. watching Netflix, eating pizza all day long. <laughs> well, and I mean. Also, the government's paying us, you know, these little stimulus checks or, or, you know, the... the but I don't see how you could live off that. That's unem- not enough to do anything. Well, I know, but unemployment. Right. And if you're homeschooling your kids, you get extra money and all these things that are people are going, well, it doesn't pay to go back to work. Yeah. You know, when I'm getting paid from the government, which is people's tax money, 
I know. Right? It's not, I mean, they, they don't just, they don't just print money out of, I mean, they do print money out of thin air, but it's, it's, it's money that, that is, is people's, other people's money. So the COVID thing contributed too. Yeah, it totally did. The and so, and yeah, 2020 was a brutal year. It was, it really was. It, it affected a lot of areas of a lot of people's lives, including mine. Yeah. And so anyway. It affected all those areas, spiritual, yep. physical, mental, man. Yep. So that that third thing, commitment to improve physical health, you know, uh, and and not just men. I think this is this is men and women both. You know, I, I think. So that, what would be a goal for you in the next ten years? By the time you hit fifty five, would it be not necessarily strength goal, but more of a weight goal, like to not weigh more than what you weigh now? That would see, probably be a pretty good goal. Um, I have found over the last twenty years, maybe twenty five. That body weight for me is not the best factor when it comes to health, like physical health, um, because I am a big-bodied person, and even when I am in better shape than I am now, <laughs> like I was at, I don't know, I was like eighteen percent body fat uh, about a year, a year and a half ago. And, but I was still on the, the body mass index chart, the BMI, this is like the popular chart that doctors and everything show, still said morbidly obese because of my height. Morbidly? Because of my height to weight ratio, I was on the, yeah, I know. He's looking at me like you're crazy. I looked at the chart like it's crazy too, but those charts are made for the you know majority of people who don't work out all the time. Point is... Um, yeah, but you're like a brick, dude. It's all well, muscle. Well, that's part of the thing. If it's just a height to weight thing, yeah, I'm too heavy. At six foot, I'm supposed to be 175, 185 pounds. You're six foot? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I'm not. I'm well over that. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But um, anyway, so so body weight, I don't believe is the best indicator. And, and sometimes even body body fat percentage is a good indicator but it may not be the best one either. Honestly, how do, how do you feel? Because yeah. if, if I feel like a slouch, it doesn't matter what I weigh. Have you noticed that as you get older, your energy level's going down? Yeah, oh, it has, absolutely. My energy level's starting to go down. <laughs> Welcome to the 40s, my friend. <laughs> and uh, it has been tough. Yeah, that's, like, when, that's when it hit me. I was like, where's my energy going? That I'm just ex- tired. Exactly when it hit me. Like all the freaking time. My 40th year, I went, oh, this is, this is, this is different. <laughs> How do you get that energy back? Uh, you don't. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that you don't. I don't want to be defeatist about it. You know, I mean, you could do B vitamins. You could do... I have. I started doing daily vitamins. You know, working out regularly can help. I know it sounds counterproductive because you're like, well, I'm going to expend I have more no energy. energy. I have no energy to work out. But working out, even when you have no energy, is actually helpful to help you over time mm-hmm. gain more energy, right? Because your body's in a more healthful space well see and that's the thing is i went to the doctor for a checkup and i am mm-hmm. six foot one yeah and i'm right at 175 pounds yeah but i still have got a little tiny pooch yeah and my energy level is mm. yeah and i don't know and i've been taking these uh daily men's vitamins yeah of the ollie let's see i, I probably should, whatever the ollie <laughs> chews i've been taking the men's okay ollie chewables okay every day well, and, so, sometimes and to keep my vitamins up, well, and I haven't gotten sick. The vitamins you know, are great, but I haven't felt my energy go yeah. up. 
Sometimes it's diet too. It's the actual the foods we put in, not just vitamins, but like the actual foods we put in. I've been trying to cut back. Uh, I have been cooking more homemade meals mm-hmm. and watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, nice. Which I, who I love. Yeah, love that guy. Um, and I've been eating more like real foods yeah. and less fast food. Although I did cheat today and I r- ran out to Sonic and I got a Snickers Blast. Ooh, shake. Oh, so good. Fun. It's a Sonic Blast. Okay. And it's Snickers. It's kind of like a Snickers Blizzard. All right. That makes sense. And I, I've never eaten it. I love Snickers. Sorry. The rest of the food at Sonic sucks. <laughs> it always gives me a, a stomach ache. Okay. But but if you don't want to wait in the long lines at uh, Dairy Queen right, right for a Snickers Blizzard, yeah, yeah, just go to Sonic and get a Sonic Blast Snickers. Sonic Blast Snickers, all right. I'll and and it's it's comparable. <laughs> all right. The Snick the the Snickers Blizzard at Dairy Queen is better. Yeah. Well, the thing is, are you doing that like daily or every three days a week? Or? Dude, I haven't had a Snickers Blast in probably two years. Yeah. So it's not like. You're eating no unhealthily. No, I'm not. And, so and, don't beat yourself up. And about I've that. been uh, co- cooking more. Like mm-hmm. I took Gordon Ramsay's master class. Oh yeah. And learning how to cook. Um, and over the last several years, it's just been a blast learning how to cook. I watched this one clip, and it was Gordon Ramsay holding a piece of bread on either side of this woman's head, and he said, "What are you?" And he made her say, "An idiot sandwich." Yeah, that's I mean. Thought, Gosh, that's a mean man. <laughs> I don't know that I want to watch any more of him. Well, you know what? He has a bad rap because he was very because <laughs> he, he's mean. Because he ha- he was mean and he had a temper. Yeah, but he really like cares about people. Does he really? He really does. Like, so he if, calls him. It makes him call themselves idiot sandwiches. That was years and years and oh, years ago. Man. And plus, Still. he curses like a sailor yeah, too. Well. But dude, uh, he donates to special needs. Stuff okay. like that. Like, yeah. he's a great dad, and it, okay. it's just... Dude, a, he is on your list of guests to potentially have in the future. <laughs> dude, yeah. Eventually, when we get huge, which we will someday, <laughs> we might be like 55 years old, hey. reviewing our 10... Is what it is. And Yeah. But I made, for myself, total off the topic here, the yeah. best Alfredo sauce, homemade Alfredo sauce, Ooh. that was... As good, if not slightly better, than Olive Garden Alfredo sauce. Wow! And that's always been my benchmark. Is Olive Garden? Olive Garden, because you because that's so you get a boat. Italian. You get a boat. <laughs> hey, hey! Oh, at the Olive Garden, you like family? <laughs> oh my gosh! That's so not. Well, my children love my children love, love Alfredo sauce. They really do. Okay, but, but not, have not... you ever have you ever gone to um, the Olive Garden? I have, and <laughs> and ordered a boat of Alfredo sauce. No. Okay, so I order what they call a boat, and it sounds bad, but it's this little. You dip dish. your breadsticks in, right? And you dip your breadsticks yeah, in it. I, I think and my it's kids the have most done incredible it. thing. Hey, oh, oh, hey! It's the most incredible thing you've ever had. Is uh, dipping the breads in the in the sauce. Oh man. Okay, but here's the thing, dude. <sighs> Actual that... Italians are are like. That's okay. I think that's the right one now. group you can offend and be, still be okay, right? No, I mean people who actually like make authentic Alfredo sauce would be like Olive Garden. Are you kidding me? Okay. Anyways, that is good, right? <laughs> so you made Alfredo that was better than the Olive Garden. I made Alfredo right. sauce I'll, at home. That's I'll, I'll take it, and it was wonderful. And it was amazing. Okay, 
man. I'll have to make it for you. I, I, But it was really simple to do. Well, yeah, it's like, what is it? Cheese and butter and garlic and... No, dude, I didn't even do the cheese. What? Yeah. All I did was I fried some chicken. Mm-hmm. All right, just some chicken breasts, which I just... It's skinless chicken breasts that I put um, salt and pepper, a little bit of garlic powder on there, and then I put a little bit of thyme, sprinkled a little bit of thyme powder on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, put it in a pan with hot olive oil and fried them. Put a little butter in there and kind of baste them a little bit. But you get a little bit of this crustiness on the pan. Yeah. Okay. And I used this the first time I've done it. Uh, I've used a white wine and put it in there to deglaze the pan. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. And I put a, a bunch in there and let it cook off. And reduced it, and then I put a little bit of chicken broth in there, mm-hmm. just a little bit, and let that reduce and just cream, a, a little bit. Right, heavy whipping cream. Heavy cream, yeah. yeah. Put the cream in there. Some more butter. And it, the thing is, you don't put the butter in right away. Right, right. All right, you put the butter in at the end because it separates. Right, sure. Makes right, sense. so you get the cream going, and then freshly grated. Yeah. Garlic. Yeah. Two cloves, freshly grated garlic. Put a big glob of butter in there. Mix it all in. Done. And let it kind of reduce just a little bit to get a little bit uh, thicker. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, dude. Nice. It was that simple. Nice. And oh. it tasted oh, that, that the combination of the white wine with a little bit of the chicken broth, I think. Yeah. And then the garlic at the end. I learned a trick from watching the chef on YouTube is you don't put the garlic in right away because you cook off the flavor of the garlic. And so the smell is just smells incredible, but all of the flavor is just being cooked away. Hmm. So if you put your garlic, freshly grated garlic at the end yeah. with your butter hmm. at the end, then your garlic has more of a bite and yeah, it's more garlicky. Holy cow, dude. So cooking. So much garlic. It was like... Actually, then fits into this thing. Number three, like, my wife and I were smelling each other's garlic breath the rest of the night. That's awesome. <laughs> Commitment to improve physical health also has to do with diet and the things that we eat. And but it was so, a keto gravy, right? This is what I'm saying. That's the thing Whether, is it wasn't like full of like flour. It didn't right. have any flour in it. it. Didn't have anything else in it. It was very kind of ketoy, fat so if, and if yummy. Ten, this is nothing that I found over the last 25, 30 years. You. And me, anyone, people in general, I'm just going to say you, and that's what I mean. You can not outwork a bad diet. Cannot. It's impossible to outwork a bad diet. If your diet sucks, you can exercise until you're blue in the face. You will not lose weight. Yeah. Diet is the key. Diet is the key. It's like 80-20 kind of key, though. It's like huge. If your diet sucks, you're you're not going to be healthy. You know what I've noticed, dude? Like... I've noticed that um, the more natural foods I eat, and when I say natural, like just frying up a chicken breast or or, or cooking a, a burger mm-hmm. on the grill, you know, and making the food that you make yourself. Sure. Instead of buying all the prepackaged right. stuff Pre-packs or fast food. Processed and, fi- yeah, yeah. Right. Dude, because now, like, uh, you know, it's so easy to, like, just take a skinless chicken breast, season it up, it's right. delicious, and put some uh, asparagus in there yeah. and a little sauce, a little cream gravy or whatever put on sure. there. It tastes amazing, and you feel great. So, and, I'm, and every time I eat fast food now, like almost every time I eat fast food, like if I'm in a hurry or if I'm mm-hmm. out of town or whatever, I feel like crap that night. Well, think about it. I just feel gross. Why, why is it that people go for fast food? Because they're in a hurry. 
Right. Most of the time. Because we don't have time to cook. Right. We're typically overscheduled. It's usually what gets me We're is during lunchtime. Now, it also might be... Like when I'm at work and I'm driving from one job site to another mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm hungry. Right. I ain't got time to go and cook something. No, you don't. Or you didn't make the time. Or I didn't make the time. Yeah, or I didn't pack a sack lunch or, or maybe, because there are some people out there... They don't know how to cook. They didn't learn how to cook. We don't know what we're doing in the kitchen. Yeah. And so we're like, well, I guess that's I'm just one thing go, I'm working with I'm my gonna, kids. I'm on. Grab a I pizza. have my kids come with me. Yeah. Into the kitchen. Love it. And we're cooking together. I think it's a great thing, man. It's funny because my wife and I used to cook together all the time. And one of the things that she and I started doing a few weeks back, and it's kind of a, one of the things that we needed dudes to do to kind of re- reconnect, reconnect a little bit. Yeah. Was to cook together at least one night a week. I love it. I'd come home a little bit early from the studio, and we she would have gone shopping for the product. For the, we picked out a couple of cookbooks from Barnes and Noble that had re- recipes that we thought we might like to try. We brought we brought them home, and on Monday night we pick or Monday sometime we pick out what we're going to eat on Wednesday, and then she typically does the shopping on Tuesday, and then Wednesday night I come home, and the kids are away at youth group, and she and I cook together, and it's been really fun to cook again with my wife again it used to be something that we did all the time we cooked all our not all our meals but a lot of them we had dinner together almost and every you night feel better don't you well because like physically it's a home cooked meal yes you know what's in it there aren't you know all kinds of additives and yeah, preservatives yep you know you know what you're getting you know what you're eating and also honestly it's the time spent together yeah, that's been nice. really helpful too and really beneficial that we're actually doing something we're on the same page we're, we're we have a shared goal we're going to accomplish this thing and then the food is oh, it's great. Last week we had a really great stir fry. Um, you know, the week before it's just it, meal after meal that we've made together has just been really, really good. We stuffed ourselves a couple of meals ago. We we, we doubled the recipe, thinking that we would have enough for the kids too. And then we ended up going, oh gosh, don't ever double the recipe because it was just too much food. <laughs> we ate so. Well, you much know what food. I'm learning though when it comes to cooking is that you can make a really tasty meal mm-hmm. with uh, just a few nice ingredients yeah yeah you know just a few simple things right have have like a little bit of uh butter yeah <laughs> a little olive oil right man you can cook just about you anything flavor up a lot of things that way yeah dude yeah. that's just clean and basic yeah so there's two sides to physical health so in making a commitment to improve your physical health right how are we going to eat better mm-hmm. which is honestly the most important thing and then how do we how can we exercise more right cuz exercise is important right muscular development well you got to keep moving you can't be sedentary right right you, you can't you, because you can't just sit down because your body gets used to that yeah it's good for the heart right exercise is good for the heart keeps the heart pumping keeps the heart going to right to a certain extent Strong people wear hearts. out their yeah. limbs and their joints I mean, and stuff I'm, like that pushing I'm it too hard hearts though. right now okay. right and yeah could you wear out your heart i guess you could but a strong heart is only accomplished through cardiovascular exercise, right? Now, sore strong muscles. And the when we can strengthen our bodies, right? And we don't lose muscle mass. Actually, well, we, we do lose muscle mass as we age. So constantly fighting against that now for you and I, from this point forward in our lives, we're, we're in this fighting. We're, lo- we're in a losing battle over See, time, right? See, my diet could be a little bit better, yeah. but I'm not like terrible at it, right? Yeah. But the one thing that I am not good at is working out. Resistance training. I need to start working out. Yeah. I need to keep the muscle mass there. Yeah, you do. 
I gotta. I, well, do you have to? No, but you're, you'll waste away. Well, it helps me <laughs> over with time. my son lifting and, him right? and stuff because he's getting heavier. And when you lack muscle mass, you also lack that muscle coordination and development. And then things like balance go away because we're, we're losing muscle mass. We're losing muscle. Bone density goes away, right? So increasing bone density by resistance training, right? Increasing muscle density by resistance training, right? Exercise, physical movement are super important to health, but so is diet. So we have to hit both of those things to set a goal 10 years from now when we're, when I'm 55 and you're 50, that, you know, what do we, how, what do we want our health to be? Right? Do we still want to be vibrant and active and you know, I'm be able to go throw, on a hike with my kids? Right, right. And that's the thing is, you know, I just, I'm 41 mm-hmm. and just have a one-year-old now. Yeah. So I want to be healthy. <laughs> I want to be healthy Whoa. and in great shape. Do the math. When my... Um, when you're 59 and, he's and your 18-year-old 18, son. And my 18-year-old son says, Dad, come on, let's go camping. Yeah. Or your 18-year-old son goes, I can take you. Yeah, forget it. I'll take you too. I I know yeah, you and your purple sunrise. Hey, my whole body is a weapon, dude. <laughs> All right, so that was number three: commitment to improve physical health. And I think it's a good goal. So, listeners, you know, think about goals you want to set for yourself. Uh, again, that's it, a big one. It doesn't have to be. That's a big one. Body improving weight, improving your diet, and figuring out how to be a little bit. You know what I think would be helpful, and and you could speak to this is okay. stretching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about just doing like Pilates or some yoga or some stretching? Something. You know, something to keep you limber, keep you moving. Flexibility is huge. It's a super important thing. It's something I have neglected for a lot of years. I am probably the least flexible martial artist that I know. And I don't mean just personality-wise. Dude, you're like a 10th degree (laughs) sunrise. Yeah, okay. Can't you do, can you do the splits? I can can kick you in the head, but I ain't doing the splits. Can you still kick that high? I can kick you in the head. Okay. Yeah, I'll get my foot you can up there. kick up six feet. Yeah. All right. Six foot one inches. You can kick up that high. Uh, you, you test me. <laughs> what is that? What is that B movie from the seventies? I'm gonna take this. Oh, it's Billy Jack. Billy Jack. I'm gonna take this left this foot, foot and whop on you your, on that side of your head. And there ain't and a dang <laughs> thing you can do about it. Oh, really? Nope. And nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I love Billy Jack. Is great, man. All right, so number four, or the fourth thing on the list. Well, we're already at 41 minutes, dude. Well, let's just be quick about it then. Well, what if we just we had, break it up into two, two episodes? No, just, let's just do it. Let's get it done. We, have two, we told listeners we're going to do two. You're such a three. pusher. I know. God, okay? you're a pusher. So just a couple minutes, though, because this one's quick. I love you, though. Career passion and personal satisfaction. Oh, my right? gosh, dude. You want to push this? I could go into this for like another hour. Well, we could, but we shouldn't because... Say it again. Career passion. What's the okay? And read it. What's the goal we should set? Because I. It doesn't say what you should. You read it. Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Yeah, you. <laughs> Physical. Okay, career passion and personal satisfaction. When people set goals, they almost always look towards their career first. Yeah. This is a mistake. Yep. But that's not to say your career isn't important, because it certainly is. Are you a workaholic? Yep. (laughs) On the flip side, are you lazy and uninspired? Sometimes. Once again... How can I be both? That's weird, because sometimes I'm both. Sometimes I'm work, 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 work. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Okay, so me, it's totally one-sided. I am not a workaholic. I am lazy and uninspired, Mm. and I'm unmotivated. Mm. I have no motivation for my current job that I'm in. 
and I'm depressed over it. So what does the article say? And I get super lonely during yeah. the days, right? Because I work by myself. By yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have no motivation to go to work. Mm. I get up every day, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the only reason I'm doing this, yeah, is I got to make money, and I never got. It's not making money. What's the money for? Paying bills. For. To live life. With. My family. There you go. Yeah. That's your why. I am not, not about making money. I am not. It's about providing for your family. Yeah. Uh, to being a fire alarm inspector, mm-hmm. you know, I am not motivated by it. No. I am not inspired by it. No. I have no passion for it. No. I. Not like, I'm keeping people safe. Right. I learned the code and I passed the test. And so I get okay. paid a decent amount. Yeah. To go do it. And I just. And you do a good job. I do a great job. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm on, when I do the job, mm-hmm. I I do it for liability too. Like I don't want to suck and say yes, this works when it doesn't. Right, and then somebody dies, and then somebody dies, and I would forever hate myself right. and probably right. go to prison. Sure, yeah, you could. So I I when I'm at work, I think about that. Like mm-hmm. you need to do a good job because people are depending on you to know what you're doing, and um, you know your family depends on you to have a little bit of integrity. But I. I I don't love the job. I I'm I'm totally lazy. I I, I don't want to work anymore. Mm. I'm tired of working. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I just I'm more fulfilled by doing crap at home. Little projects at home. I actually enjoy doing projects at home. Mm. Like getting up, fixing something, making something work, repairing it, painting it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever for my family. I'm more motivated by that. Yeah. Than I am to actually go to work. Because I can't hardly stand to go to work. Okay, where was that? Balance is key. So once again, balance is required to fully reach your career potential. Mm. I am not motivated by my career at all. Did I already say that? Yeah, you did. No matter what it is you do. Employers respond very positively to employees that they can trust. You know, I get so tired of the system too. Like I'm tired of working for other people. They keep changing the rules on yeah, you. You yeah. know, they're like they keep updating these apps, and you have to check in with this app to say whether you feel like you have a fever or not, oh, just right. so you can go to work. Right. And then you've got people watching you and micromanaging you. My boss has actually been pretty good. Do you still have to wear a mask? When I'm at uh, certain job sites, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I just get tired of working for other people. I think I would yeah. be more motivated. If I worked for myself, but I'm too scared to go work for myself hmm. because of the benefits things and all those other things. So like I work basically for benefits and to provide for the family. Yeah. And working for yourself isn't all it's cracked up to be because then you are also marketing your sales, your everything instead of just doing the job. Right. And unless and, those things motivate you, you're not going to want to do them either. Well, and that's one thing too. Like uh, how do you live a more fulfilled life with your career? Like they talk about people should be passionate about what they do, but I think the majority of people are not passionate about what they do. I think if you're one of those few lucky rare people, and I said this before, I'm sorry. Rare? Yeah, okay. Right. That get paid to do what they love to do, that's like winning the freaking lottery. Right? To get well, paid to do what you love to do, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's a maybe it's a curse in disguise. I don't know. All I know is that I am lazy. Uh-huh. I'm unmotivated, and I, if I could not work anymore, I wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, here, here's here's the thing I, I found in the athletic world. I wish I could retire right now. In, in in the world of athletics, right? And and when when we were kids in high school, 
right? We're doing our best in, in sports to try to get what? Scholarships, right? Or academics for scholarships, right? But why do we do that? Basically so that we, if we perform well enough, someone else will pay for our schooling. Mm-hmm. So what does that turn your, your fun recreational activity into? A job. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it turns it into a job. Yep. Your job is to work out. Your job is to perform on the field. Your job is to do this. And it takes the thing that you love doing and it turns it into work and it turns it into I have to perform. Yeah. It's not I want to perform. I have to or I I'll have to or I'm it. out of a job, right? Yep. And so that's the danger, I think, in making what you love your work. Yeah. Because very often what you love can turn into this is what I have to do instead yep. of what I want to do. Makes total sense. And it ruins it. So here's the, the goal that they say you should set for yourself. And I don't okay. know if I totally agree. It says, the 10-year goal here should be to passionately enjoy your chosen, prof- your chosen profession hmm. while maintaining an excellent balance between home and work. Well, okay, I'll go with the work-life balance. I think that's important to have a work-life balance. And if we can do that now, in 10 years, we'll be better off in both our work and our life. But passionately enjoying what you do, sometimes you have to take a job because you have to take a job because you need money. Yeah. Right? That's just the world we yeah. live in, right? I remember my grandfather had like four jobs. He went right, right. from one job, to, right to another job, right to another job, and then went home and went to sleep because they needed the money. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was passionate about any of them. It's just what he had to do. See, and to me, that means that you have to, early on, is, what are you saying? Keep going. Wait, what, we're at 49 minutes. Yeah. What, what's the problem? Here? Nothing. I was just telling you. You're doing something with I your So we had 10 minutes until an hour. Oh, okay, okay. I'll wrap this up. But <laughs> here's the thing is, is um, the people... This is why it's important to set up your life, and here's my little preachy moment, okay? Okay. To set up your life that works best for you hmm. and doesn't put you in bondage or slavery. There you go. Because we, as people, play the keeping up with the Joneses game. Yeah, we do. We compare each yep. other, and yep. we look at what other people's doing. We're like, why are we not doing that good? That's why <laughs> I hate Facebook. Yeah. You've made that very clear. But here's the thing is, financially, you have to do the same thing. You can't play keeping up with the Joneses with your finances if you're not making. Right. If and you're the, not making what the Joneses make. And most of the time, the Joneses aren't making that much more. They're just spending more, and they're and, more in debt. And they're in more debt, yeah. And so that that's the thing I have to be totally honest with you that I'm thankful for with my job that I'm not passionate about at all is the home work life is great. Oh, yeah. I think you have a fantastic home work life balance. Yes. I really do. I've always looked at your, I just, you know, stuff that, and yes, I see it on Facebook. Sorry, because your wife posts it, but. It's like and, living with a Russian spy. <laughs> I turn around and there she is with the phone taking pictures of something, posting And it. uploading I'm, something so that, so that your friends can keep up Exactly, because I hate Facebook and I've already said that. And I don't ever post on Facebook. But but anyway, you have, you have I think, it seems from the outside anyway. Well, the, the, my job balance. is very much like just do your job and mm-hmm. go home. Yeah, it's an eight to five. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's less than that. Yeah. But here's the thing is we budget, and that really is helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Like to to have your mortgage no more than 35% hmm. of your take-home pay. Yeah. Not your gross, but your take-home pay. 
And we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because... Is there a financial goal Financial stability is number six. Okay, but see, that's the thing I'm thankful for is that we have set up the budget because we live just off of me. Yeah. We've set up our budget with these parameters and we don't exceed those. Mm-hmm. And that gives freedom too. Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not, is having that self-discipline in that area <laughs> that gives be a whole freedom. Podcast in it's itself. the same thing with that, your physical health. That boundaries, you just said it. You just said it. That establishing boundaries is what gives you freedom. Yes. That's the part that most people don't understand. Like, I don't want to be pent in. I don't want to, I don't want people to tell me what to do. I don't want these, you know, you can't give me boundaries. I'll do what I want to do. And then they wonder why they're slaves. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. Great point. That's, that's a huge point. Well, you made it. So. Well, yeah, but you expounded on it and you're, that was pure genius (laughs) on your part. But anyways, like I'm saying, like, because Let's say I'm a few hours short of my 40. Yeah. Because I'm not putting in 50 or 60 hours. I'm home. Right. When I'm done with work, I'm at home. Yeah. And I'm helping with my children, and right. I'm helping cook and clean. And mm-hmm. take, I Like, I'm the ultimate. Like, I'm the, uh, like, the, the most incredible husband, <laughs> the most amazing father. Oh, you're great. Oh. And then I, I not only go to work mm. every day, but I cook almost every day. I clean. I help take care. I mean, I'm the full package. I'm in awe. The only thing I'm that I guess that I could do a little bit better is maybe have some bigger bigger pecs. So I need to work on that. <laughs> and then watch out. Boom, dude. Try to find some time to work out. Huh? <laughs> That's what's lacking for me. Wow. But okay, so, <laughs> so I love you, dude. So here's the deal is that even if we're 38 hours, let's yep. say, right? Okay. The point is we're not freaking out. We're not like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Because we set our budget, we live within it, Mm -hmm. and then we've slowly, over the years, have been putting a little bit, a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. It's not great amounts, it's very little, but it's an inch at a time, and it's consistent. Yeah, that's consistency. And then when the crap hits the fan, you're not worried about it. Right. You've got that cushion. Yep. You know? So. Because my hours got cut back during COVID. They did, yeah. Yeah. And there were a couple months there where it was really short and but you know what we were okay why were we okay not because of the government Mm -hmm. not because of uh other people but because we worked together as a team to set aside money so when the rainy day came we had our rainy day fund so the word of the day today for both setting goals for physical health and for having that work-life balance our word of the day is consistency Oh, very good. Because if you are consistent in your workouts, Dude. you're consistent in your diet, and you're consistent in your work-life balance. Dude, listen to this conversation we're having. We should do like a podcast or something like that <laughs> where where we could share our knowledge with other people because this these are little nuggets of pure gold slash diamond encrusted gold. Wow. Okay. I'll, so I'll go there. keep going with the consistency Consist- golden nugget. <laughs> okay. Here comes the nugget. Be consistent people i mean that's and that's what it is it has to be important enough to you it has to so be it, important enough to it you. has to apply for every aspect of your life too consistent spiritually spiritually family consistent right marriage physically working on your body right consistently yeah financially yep being consistent Yep. Setting your goals, setting yeah. your budgets. And people don't like that word budget because it's like, oh, it's constraining. Yeah. Ooh. But you made that great point of that if you don't set up boundaries for yourself, 
Mm-hmm. You're you're a slave to other systems. And, and there's lessons in that in every area of yes. life too. Like for our kids, right? You know, we've talked about this before, parenting children, right? They need boundaries mm-hmm. because they will find freedom in those boundaries. Without boundaries, kids are a mess. Yes. Be- and they're slaves to but it also, all their it, desires. But it also affects them emotionally too because they feel insecure. Yep. They feel, I, I watched this really cool little experiment with my one-year-old. Mm-hmm. He kept going over towards the printer, and I just kept kind of pushing back, say, uh-uh, um, no, you know, ought is a word, because we don't want to use the word no. Why not? I don't know. Because we don't want them to say no. Oh, you don't want them to say it back. Right. But they'll say ought back. Anything no. you say to them, they'll say back, you know. No, that's not true. It's been scientifically proven if you say ought they don't say it back. What? Because babies can't form that with their mouths. Oh, I didn't mean when they were babies. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. So, anyways, I was working with him, and he got upset for a while, and he pushed that boundary. Okay. And I was consistent. Yeah. That's our word of the day. Word of the day, consistency. So I kept pushing him back and yeah. saying, no, ah, you know, mm-mm, mm-hmm. no, let's go. And he would throw a fit and kind of do it. But after about like the fifth time... Mm-hmm. Even a one-year-old understood yeah. that was the boundary. He'd look over there now, and then he'd look up at me, mm-hmm. and look over there and look at me, and then he was just comfortable and finding and he'd back off, and he'd sit there, and he nice. learned that's the boundary. Right. And you could see the, um, I don't know what the term is, not the comfort come over him. Peace, maybe. But, but yeah, maybe you could see the peace come over him, like, okay, well, that's the rule, and I know what that is now, and I'm working within this parameter. Yeah. But you could see that it helped build some security. Yeah. yeah. Even but, in a little one-year-old. It yep. was fascinating they to will, watch, They dude. will push boundaries until they figure out. Now, if parents are inconsistent at boundaries. Yes. Then it makes them feel out of control and unstable. Absolutely. Listen to us, people. We know what the frick we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so it's the same, though, with everything we've talked about in this 10 things for whatever you should do with your life. What's the word of the day? The password is consistency. <laughs> it's just skin, Stephen. <laughs> no, <laughs> consistency has nothing to do with skin. The password. <laughs> Don't is... say it. Don't say it. <sighs> that, <laughs> that scene is. Hilarious. I know it is. If you know what we're talking about, Cable emails. Guy. Yeah. Oh, you just gave it away. Sorry. That's all right. I did give it away. The the give password away, away, is consistency. Away. It is. In it is. every aspect of life. Consistency and boundaries. And. If we had two passwords. If you today. don't know where to start, mm-hmm. start with the basic, basic step of, today I'm just going to pray. Just a prayer. Yeah. Prayer good. once a day. Prayer's good. And just keep doing that every day. Yeah. And then work on a budget. The Every Dollar app, I'm a huge yeah. Dave Ramsey fan. Yeah, I like Dave too. He's good. And then just start saving just a little bit. Just be consistent at that. Right. Or doing your budget consistently. Be whatever. consistent in your relationships. Yeah. You lose consistency there. You lose boundaries there. You're really messed up. And then with your fast food, if you're if you're just doing it, just stop eating the fries. And in all of this, in all of this, here's 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 an important thing, super important thing. Consistency. Well, yes, but listen to me, my friend. If and when you mess it up, because you will mess it up. Absolutely. Don't guilt trip yourself. Oh, good point, Don't dude. Don't beat yourself up. So good. Just pick yourself up and do it again. Keep trying. How do you teach that? How do you learn I, that? Yeah, I, because I, I don't care how old you get. You're like, God, why did I fail at that again? 
Yeah. Why did I? Why did I keep screwing up at that again? Again. No, and that's failing. I keep eating the freaking fast food. Right. I know. It's easy to beat yourself up. Or I keep putting crap on my credit card. Super easy. Keep. You know that will never, ever help you get better. It'll never, and it doesn't change the fact that it happened. No, it doesn't. So you might as well just pick up your boots. It'll from your straps or whatever the expression is. Easier said going. than done. Yes. And again, if you need therapy, go find a therapist. But yeah, that's a great point. Don't right? beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Talk to somebody and just do your best. Oh, dude. Do your best. Show up. Yeah. And do your best. That's what we do. Holy crap, dude. That was beautiful. That was like a <laughs> that was like a symphony. We should we should have had the fade out music happen right then. <laughs> oh, you say it one more time. Okay. So don't beat yourself up mm-hmm. if you mess it up. Mm-hmm. Just show up and do your best. <laughs> it's art, dude. The DC <laughs> experiment. Uh, too bad we couldn't have done that on the first take. Hey, it doesn't matter that you failed the first time. <laughs> it just means you just, try it again. Show sure. Just do your best. And we did it. We did it. it. This this is our best, people. We love you at different levels. (laughs) Bye. Bye.